1: Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine And your pictures on my wall Every Saturday Yes, (laughs)
2: Yes, <laughs> it's the fantasy empire.
3: You still Starring can't get Chris that. Chris right. What? <laughs> the song you keep, you play it. It stops. You play it. That's I don't not even me. Know that's,
2: that's the. That's the. That's the know. file. So once again, you're insulting the people who are doing work for you um, You're trying to make fun of me. Yeah. Good job. How are you, buddy? Name one of the people who do the stuff for you,
3: and you can't say Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler the creator. Welcome to the show.
2: Uh, Chris Vaccaro wrote another rundown that will take us back four days and not help you play fantasy football at all, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to talk <laughs> talking about her <hurt> quarterbacks.
3: <laughs> <We're> gonna... <laughs> uh, Nando, you're one of a kind, my friend. You really are. You are. Nando you are. shoots down all my rundowns. I don't. But yet no, I don't. he doesn't want to contribute. But he doesn't want to contribute to the rundown. He just says, "You do the rundown." So I do a rundown, and then he complains or he ignores it, and uh, I say, "Go ahead." So let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. I used to uh, do. I used to
2: do rundowns, and it was like so and bad. Red line. And It was so
3: bad that we think had it was. to scrap it. No, I think it, you're it was. out of
2: touch. I think you're out of touch with the real fantasy football player,
3: and you only do what Mike Edelman wants that's, you to do. That's that's actually fun. At least he didn't call him Mark this Frank week. Frank Mamola. There we go. Nando, how was your
2: week eight in fantasy football? It was just uh, like forgettable, like not bad, not good. It was just like nothing really happened.
3: You know, like eh. Like yeah, eh. a lot yeah, of middling what? scores, right? A lot of middling scores.
2: I'm really good at bye weeks, right? Like I'm, I'm good at depth. Yeah, when I think I of you, I think of
3: good at bye weeks. That's what I yeah. think of when I I'm think. Of you. How, <laughs> I hope you do. Kills it in the, <laughs> the bye weeks when he has no players. Yeah. When, when I think of you, I think
2: true friend.
3: Uh and out-of-touch fantasy analyst out of touch you know it. all right you wanted to
2: re-rank the quarterbacks no i didn't want
3: to (laughs) i did not want to re-rank quarterbacks. it actually what you
2: wrote literally says ranking the week nine quarterbacks
3: no um i think that's the major topic going into week nine is not the ranking of the quarterbacks it's pretty much how bad the quarterback position is as we head into week nine um, Little show we, rundown
2: QB rankings week uh, nine.
3: That's what it says. Nando, people are going to start complaining in in the columns comments that you interrupt way too much and complain about you. There you go. Put it up you to the screen. That's well, when I'm not here. A lot of people. Well, because what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to is Chris. To...
2: Why is the show one long Chris McCarroll monologue about Kirk Cousins?
3: <laughs> uh, you're <laughs> special. <laughs>
2: All right, go ahead. Come on. Finish your thought, sir. The
3: The point is how bad once you get past the big um, seven or eight quarterbacks this week are, I- name-wise. Um, you know, the, the Josh Allens, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Tua Lamar, Herbert, and Dak. After that, uh, with four teams on by, quarterbacks nine through 28 are as bad as I've ever seen it before in a particular week. And that leaves... That leaves a lot, you know, at least four teams in every league this week, either going to the wire or starting a a quarterback that they want no part of. Um, And it's real ugly. And that was the part of it. And we lost two big guns this past week, maybe two. I'm thinking Stafford's going to miss this week with a thumb issue. Uh, That's possible. Even if he does start, we know he's got a sprained UCL thumb and he's been struggling to begin with any, uh, you know, anyway, the last couple of weeks. so. Um, people might have been trying to, you know, avoid him. But we lost Kirk Cousins, a major top six fantasy quarterback uh, this past week. And when you look at the rankings, like I said, it's just ugly. I know I'm scrambling a couple of leagues, uh, you know, put on on top of that. uh, You know, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing this week. Russell Wilson, uh, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy. You know, those are four quarterbacks that were top 15 guys that, Uh, people were using on a weekly basis. So just, uh, I think that's the story going into this week. The the main thing is how hurt people are at the quarterback position and how are you going to work the waiver wire and which quarterbacks to pick up and and plug and play for at least one week here.
2: Let me ask you a question. And I guess this is going to net zero because Kendrick Bourne is gone. And I don't know what the Patriots are, you know, they lost a weapon in an offense that wasn't great to begin with. Yeah. But Washington traded away like two, some would say elite players. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a team you could pick on now? I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones and the Patriots, though. Like, how are you approaching that?
3: Oh, it was. it's another terrible fantasy offense, right? But we have to look there for some pieces um, as we go on. And Demario Douglas is going to be the top waiver ad this week if he wasn't already picked up uh, last week, where a lot of savvy fantasy owners were, were picking him up. Uh, and seeing what they had in him after uh, week eight, so after week seven, I'm saying so. If he is available in your league, uh, that's the guy that tonight is going to be the most sought after guy. Thinking that he, he could not, step in now,
2: he was not last night.
3: Oh, he wasn't among he the was, top ten in CBS well,
2: leagues last night.
3: I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna. Look I'm just at letting these you know. Yahoo leagues and see. Go ahead then. Tell me. Yeah, you could because you're gonna name like nine guys that have been rostered for eight weeks already now. When you give me your Yahoo rundown, right? Know, CBS. It's actually, I actually
2: a... we use CBS because if you know people pay to play on there, so I think they take it a little more seriously.
3: Listen, the top two ads this week at the wide receiver position are going to be Khalil Shakir from Buffalo after his. Performance last Thursday night, six catches for ninety-two yards and looking like he's gonna have a nice role in this offense while Dawson Dawson Knox is out and they go to more of a three-wide um uh you know uh setup in, in Buffalo. And then like I said, DeMario Douglas, who with the injuries to Kendrick Bourne, uh Devontae Parker gets a concussion. He looks like he's gonna miss time. Looks like Demario Douglas has a chance here to step right in and probably be the top target in this New England offense that, yeah. It's garbage, but you show me any team, someone's got to catch the ball here. So Demario Douglas just might be that guy that gets a cheap six to eight catches every week. I don't know. It might be for 30 yards, but, you know, to get you, uh, a, a uh, you know, a nice piece off of the waiver wire that can get 10 to 15 PPR points, this is what we're at. This is where we're at in week nine, Nanda. Question. Follow-up question. Sure.
2: Uh Demario Douglas, like top priority, rest of season kind of guy, or is this like this week fill in I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I got a yeah. hundred dollar budget. I got forty six dollars left. Do I go like thirty bucks on Demario Douglas, or I'm like twelve and hope I win him kind of thing? You know,
3: I think he's I think he's a ten to fifteen percent guy, and it's just based off of where. where in a week here where the options are, are limited, waiver wires and deep leagues are disgusting. Worst I've seen all year long. There's not a running back to be had. The the concentration here, if you need help with uh, four teams on a bye and a lot of good players on bye weeks right now, not only this week, but next week, if you're playing the, the look ahead game, um, he's a piece that you could get off waivers and, and plug and play as a wide receiver three. And you hope that, he's one of those mid-season pickups that every week is a 12 to 15 point PPR guy. Now though there's not much off the waiver wire at, at this point in the season. So it's a speculative ad. It's not a slam dunk by any means, you know, we could come out and who knows, maybe Juju Smith Schuster rises from the ashes and, and is the lead guy. Maybe, uh, you know, Hunter Henry steps up his game there. Or Mike Jasicki and the tight ends are, are, the the main two targets in this offense, but it's a, it's an offense where they don't have anything, you know, I don't know how else to say it, but the Patriots offense for fantasy is a black hole. Speaking of the Patriots offense,
2: their former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels was fired by the Raiders, which yeah. I think makes you happy. I'm pretty sure you asked people, you asked the Raiders to fire him at least two. I did in last week's con- yeah, I think Yeah.
3: Two weeks in a row in the column. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Uh, and then it finally happened, but that was that was something that could have happened uh, three weeks ago in my mind. Well, Though, you
2: know, I, I always I'm intrigued by like guys bringing their guys over. Like Josh McDaniels obviously worked with Jimmy Garoppolo back in the day when he was coaching New England. Yeah, does that I mean, does that mess something up for him? Like, I don't know. Antonio Pierce is like this is great. That's I'm crazy. very excited yeah, to see Antonio yeah. Pierce as a head coach. But like, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen to Jimmy Garoppolo now? Like, is he gonna lose his job? Are they gonna be like, all
3: right, dude, we don't like Jimmy Jimmy we're gonna, Garoppolo. We're Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, way to stay on top of current events. Uh, Fifteen minutes before the show was benched for Aiden O'Connell going no. forward. No, really. And uh, look at that. Yeah, you were, yeah well, you were. I was setting up, up the year. stream yard. I uh, know. I mean, you were wrapping up a couple of bake sale. Uh, you know, late pie entries. Sale. Uh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, pie sale. Uh, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, I mean, I the Raiders the are gonna. Today. The Raiders are going to go forward here with Aiden O'Connell, and that's the way they should do it. The season's over. Uh, they stink. Um, what about Devontae Adams? Are going to send him home? No, no. What they should have did was, you know, Devontae Adams has got to be pissed that he, uh, he didn't get traded yesterday. Dude, at, at lives in
2: Las Vegas and makes millions of dollars. I oh, no, okay. no, no.
3: I'm not saying he's living a bad life. Trust me. Uh, maybe he didn't even want to go. But, uh, you know, on field professionally, uh, wise Devontae Adams of show sure wanted to wind up in a better place with a better quarterback but he's in this situation now don't feel bad for him with all his money and life and that he's living not at all Though I never say that but you know his production I, I haven't seen a an elite fantasy players season go so 180 ever I don't think yeah. Uh, you know if you remember I sat here four weeks ago and was said Devontae Adams was a slam dunk he should have been mid first round pick he came out on fire i believe the first 3 uh, or 4 weeks just getting crazy targets crazy catches and yards and um it looked like he was well on his way to a top 2 or 3 overall wide receiver one season and since then he's completely bombed where he's killed his uh you know his owners for the last month here so it was a great Good. september it was a terrible october and we'll see what november brings now with Aiden O'Connell couldn't you say, couldn't there,
2: like, I mean, Antonio Pierce comes in, and Antonio Pierce, you know, played for the, I remember him playing for the Giants, you know, yeah. the 80s, 90s, right? Like, a, maybe nine, probably more Did you really
3: 90s. just say the 80s? How old do you think? Antonio I don't know. Antonio Pierce? No, no, Antonio Pierce was on the Super Bowl team for the Giants. that right, beat there you the go, Patriots, My bad. And you just put him in the 80s? I don't know how old wow. I am, what year it is anymore. You know, if someone's sure. like, hey, remember
2: 2006? I mean, the was like 90s a was ago. a
3: bad – the 90s would have been a bad guess, and you just put him in 1980s like he's Carl Banks or something like that. He reminds me of Carl Banks. Anyway, the point is, mm.
2: seems like the kind of guy who would come in and be like, why aren't we throwing it more to Devontae Adams? Like, let's go. Aiden, like sure. throw this guy 17 times a game or you're gone. Uh, right? Wouldn't you do yeah. that? Yeah. I'd, his uh, Antonio Pierce's – Interim title, even though, like, you look back at, like, Rich Basaccia who probably deserved to be the head coach, and, you know, the, yeah. obviously McDaniels came in, and maybe even, like, Steve Wilkes, what he did with Carolina, mm-hmm. won six games with a terrible team. I mean, I don't know if Anto- Antonio Pierce has got to look at this and be like, I got to win. Like, I'm going to win by throwing the
3: ball to Devontae Adams. Yeah, you know, you get those, those coaches that have been in the game, and but I'm sure – listen, I, I'm sure that the last couple of weeks – the game plan wasn't to n- go away from Devontae Adams and not pepper him with targets. I mean, it's it's never the plan to avoid your best player. It might be. McDaniel right? seems
2: like one of those guys who's like, I gotta be the smartest guy in the room, so let's do something weird. hmm Right? All right. Well, all right, you know, All right, let's we'll, anyway, can we'll, we get back we'll to see. ranking your no, we'll, nine we'll quarterbacks.
3: See. We'll see what happens with the Raiders, you know. We never know what happened. But you don't a gunslinger and he's gonna come in and you know, what happens when a gunslinger, a young gunslinger, he comes in and he's going to look for his top target. So uh, I expect Devontae Adams to go back to, uh, you know, producing uh, as we move forward here. So, but anyway, uh, go ahead, Nando. What, what, back to our original topic of quarterback right, play. You like, can wipe uh, Jimmy Garoppolo off of that list of uh, possible quarterbacks to pick up and plug and play this uh, week. But um, it, it's, it it's it just ugly. Ball? I can't do it, even though it's versus the Giants here. I, I just can't do it. Um, Giants' defense it. has been okay lately. Listen, I mean, it's it's weird when you look at the rankings of anybody this week, and you see like the the ninth through twelfth, like QB one, and you're looking at guys like Derek Carr, CJ Stroud, yeah, even even you know uh, Gardner Minchu For some people, are sliding into the top twelve. It's just really desperate. It's desperate times here. And uh, out of all these guys that are available on waivers, Nando, these QB2s, basically, you know, QBs that on a normal week would be ranked from like 22 to 32. Is there anybody that you're looking at this week that you would pick up? Who would you prioritize off the waiver wire for a plug and play start? Because none of these matchups are even like good, in, in, in my opinion. That's the way I see it this week.
2: I guess. I mean, like my, my instinct was to go to like who's playing Washington. That was my first thing. After right. the trade deadline, that's a demoralized team now that traded two of their best defensive
3: players away. And yeah, it's I mean, of course it's. So Zach you're Jones. recommending Mac Jones? Uh, no, but
2: I, mean, I I don't know if I can because he also lost Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. But you never know, man. Weird stuff happens.
3: Well, um, I would look at it like this for Mac Jones. If you're looking at Zach it for Wilson, Mac PJ Jones, Walker. If you're looking at it for Mac Jones. Like they just traded away two guys off of the Washington defensive line, two big guns, Montez, Sweat, yeah. Chase Young. Maybe New England comes into this game and they're like, hey, this is a game that we can really pound Vermondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott, uh, you know, and attack this Washington defensive line here um, while they figure out what's going on in the pass game. So this might be a Mac Jones, you know, 150 to 175 passing and a touchdown while the running backs get, you know, uh, 35 combined carries in this type of game. So for me, I wouldn't, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I like to attack that Washington defense as well, but uh, I think I have some better options, you know, than Mac Jones. My guy personally, and I'm waiting for the news today to break um, because Arthur Smith said he wouldn't let everybody know who was going to be the starter, but I'm hoping that he makes the switch to Tyler Heineke. And uh, I'm I would go and pick up Heineke tonight, starting versus Minnesota at home uh, in in that game. That would be my um, you know, that would be my top priority ad for quarterback for a plug and play start this week. uh, I know most people are obsessed with Will Levis, but the Will Levis thing to me, I'm not going to be bidding that much on Will Levis, uh, even though he's the hot waiver wire quarterback ad. If you need a one week starter. This week, maybe, you know, if you want to if you're in quarterback help, but you're, if you're the Kirk Cousins owner, um, you know, Levis will be the guy that you try and go after and hope that he continues this throughout the uh rest of the season. But we don't even know if, you know, Tannehill is going to come back healthy in a week and they're going to say, "Ah, no, this is still Tannehill's team and, and turn it back over. So that might be blown money if you pick up Will Levis. But for me, guess what a young guy. quarterback. Hold on. A young quarterback. On a short week, going on the road into Pittsburgh is not the ideal plug-and-play start for me. So, all these people that are going after Will Levis hard tonight, I'm not seeing it. To be honest with you. So, Tyler, our producer, yeah. just let
2: us know that Taylor Heineke has been named the starter Taylor. about five minutes ago.
3: Taylor, so what that was that was not, did I say? I was not paying attention. You called. But, but wait, what did I say? You call everybody Tyler. I'm sorry. I'm actually i I'm actually doing the show. The news with the Aiden O'Connell broke. Um, yeah, okay, oh, you know I what? If you'd like, why, why don't you phone. set up?
2: You set up the. You know what? I can <laughs> give you permission <laughs> right now. You go ahead and you you're play right.
3: Place in the commercial. T-
2: Stop it. No, go ahead. I'd can like I to see you, you, you do that. You set up the Streamyard. Write the description. Uh, <laughs> set it up to go to all the streaming places.
3: Ah, uh, your feelings are hurt.
2: After the show, I'd like you to load it up into the podcast backend. Your feelings uh, are hurt. And then bro. let no, me know if I if I miss if I miss one bit of news that happened at. Did Did I Eleven call Tyler 11, Did I say Taylor, Taylor Heineke or Tyler? Oh, you Heineke. said Taylor. You keep calling him. Did you're, I? you're really messing this up. Yeah. You're not <laughs> handing a column in tonight, right? That was the plan. You're taking this week
3: off. Bye week. Bye week recharge the, recharge the batteries. So for anybody uh that's watching the show right now that is also a reader of mine, there will be no article this week. It's a bye yeah. week. Uh okay,
2: so be quiet uh mm-hmm. so I can do this correctly this week. You ready? Hold on, I'm going to put you in the back end so you can't say anything.
0: It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pick'em games, specifically underdog pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at a slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go cousins Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 That's how you do it with the underdog pick-ems. And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100. Underdog matches that deposit up to $100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking.
2: That's called professional.
3: In-outro. Yeah, you nailed it, buddy. You nailed I did. It. I
2: think that's exactly what the instruction said.
3: So, uh, Real quick, Nando, real quick, uh, just to answer um, some of our listeners' questions here. Jesse, yes. Um, no, I'm keeping DeAndre Swift. I think he's a top six fantasy running back. Uh, I wouldn't make that uh-huh. move for Walker. And yes. This is a podcast, uh, man.
2: People can't listen, read this stuff on the podcast.
3: Well, I'm, I'm, we're live on YouTube, Nando. Please. So Jesse wants to know uh, if you
2: trade Walker for Swift.
3: I just did that. And Gus Edwards, yeah, top 24 running back. Uh, Don't buy into what we just saw this past week. He's not going to run, you know, uh, he's not going to give you 30 fantasy points like he did this past week. But, yeah, he's a solid back-end RB2 rest of the way now that the Ravens didn't trade for uh, a running back. And Terrell, yeah, we just talked about Demario Douglas at top of the show, so. All good, but yeah. So now that uh, huh. Taylor Heineke is starting, uh, I would put, I would want him um, the most, Nando. <laughs> it's I, I would so have great.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think. Don't you feel like the universe is speaking to you? Yes. Yeah. You
3: that rock? one. That one backfired. Exactly. That one backfired in my face a little bit. But you know, cr- to my credit, that just broke, and um, we're live on the show. So I didn't look down at my phone. I'm not Adam Schefter here. So. Um, You know who else, Nando? This is going to be crazy. I wanted to bring this topic up because I have one other quarterback that I would stream for one week. And I know he's near and dear to your heart. And people might say I'm absolutely crazy. Zachary Wilson. Absolutely not. All right. P.J. Walker. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. P.J. Walker. If you're desperate and, you know, I mean, like, listen, I don't want to go pick up Bryce Young. This week, Um, I'm still not impressed with him. He's not given the numbers. Um, But in certain situations, PJ Walker at home versus this Arizona defense that is, you know, crap. Uh, Maybe he gives you 202 touchdowns and runs for, you know, 20 to 40 yards in the matchup. I'm just saying for one week, just because of how bad this particular week is for quarterback help, you know, yeah, I think I think he's a sneaky spot star. You know, it was kind
2: of swept under the rug. Uh, yeah. Deshaun Watson last week was just like, "Hey, I don't know what I'm going to play next," and it made it kind of sound like he like he's ready. To, you know what I mean? Like it was just, yeah. it was a quote that I thought was pretty awesome. No, no one was really talking about.
3: Like yeah, Deshaun yeah,
2: Watson's getting know. like the the Houston accusations flying treatment right now. Like he's
3: active, but he's he's not. You know what I mean? Remember that? Uh, Remember that he, season when he was just kinda of
2: like the third guy
3: and Yeah, no, I do. Um, but no, this is all shoulder related. He can't um he can't force the ball down the field. So, you know, his shoulders just not letting him do it. So you can't put your franchise quarterback out there when he's not a hundred percent, you know, it's it's tough. I don't know, maybe he needs Uh, maybe he needs a surgery to, to get that right or something, but, and maybe he just won't be right the rest of the season. But I think what they're doing is, and why you see so many week to week, they're just waiting for him to come in one day and be like, yeah, I feel great now. You know, it's gone like a, like a sprained shoulder, you know, you're just waiting for it to get out. And uh, that's why they're not like throwing in the towel on him. And he's just every week it's like a little bit of hope. will leave the door open. And he came back a couple weeks ago, and he still wasn't right. And he's back to the bench. And I don't think we see him for a while now. So, it's crazy. They must love PJ Walker
2: in Cleveland, right? Like to not <clears throat> to not make a trade and have like that you know elite of a defense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm just saying like it's a tough
3: situation. I think that's a tough situation in Cleveland to make a trade. What are you gonna do? You're gonna trade for a veteran quarterback, bring a veteran quarterback in, and then Watson in a week or two is gonna be like, hey, I I feel good now. What was the point of making the trade? Giving up a draft pick. Oh, yeah. Those two games, those
2: three games are huge. Yeah,
3: I hear you. But it wasn't like sure. All right, (laughs) Pacino.
2: Oh man, those pictures you posted of you as Al Pacino uh, for Halloween last night were pretty great. Sure, sounds good. To I'm gonna put Chris didn't know about Tyler Heineke
3: <laughs> as part of the rundown that I have to put in the that I have to upload to the podcast. You are an, I, we, we, just, we had just finished talking about Tyler, our producer, so I said Tyler Heineke instead of Taylor. We so. actually did not,
2: I mean, we mentioned him one minute into the we show
3: did. that's exactly why and I said that was 14 trailer. minutes when you said I got a time All right, come on now. Nando we're, we're talking fantasy football here so, <laughs> Focused or no? uh no where are you on Leonard Fournette uh Leonard Fournette I, I I think people are going overboard Nando honestly with this Fournette signing in Buffalo I think everybody just thinks of Leonard Fournette they hear his name And they say, okay, this is I'm getting the Leonard Fournette from two years ago, two, three years ago. And I just look at it as a situation where maybe they're not happy with what they're getting out of Latavius Murray as a short yardage back um, an early down, you know, like a third and one type running back. Maybe they're not happy with what they're getting from him, but most likely they're just trying to replace Damian Harris, their third back, similar type back where, you know, Damian Harris suffered a really bad injury getting you know, uh, carded off a couple weeks back. Maybe they're about to put him on, on, you know, season ending IR. They needed a third back. Uh, James Cook has done nothing in in my eyes to have a running back come in and threaten his job. You know, it's 17 carries this past week. They need to get him the ball more um, in space. Uh, He should be, one of these running backs that catches four or five balls every week out of the backfield. But the game script last Thursday night didn't, didn't need that. You know, Buffalo got up. I look for this particular game upcoming and their schedule going forward. They have a lot of nice games where James Cook, I think could really shine here. Um, I, I, I think once you get into these games where they're maybe trailing uh, they're in high scoring games versus the Cincinnati this upcoming week, I think that's when you're going to see James Cook play 70% of the snaps. And catch three to five balls every week and still be a legitimate RB2. Um, Jake Seeley has an interesting ranking of
2: tight ends. I know you love talking about tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Taysom Hill at seven, Kyle Pitts at eight. Yeah. So that, that's Logan a Thomas at ten. Practice. Logan Thomas I mean... at ten.
3: Listen, Nando, the, the, the Tyson Hill thing is a touchy subject because in if you're in certain types of platforms and certain home leagues, yeah, he's classified as a tight end. Yeah. But, you know, most, most leagues you can't use him as a tight end. And if you could, he'd probably be, yeah, top six, top seven tight end every single week just because of what he's doing and the fact that sometimes he could throw the ball. So I won't touch on Taysom Hill nando oh, okay my, my bad i don't i'm just saying i don't, we, we saying, I don't play in i don't play in any leagues where Taysom hill can be played as a tight end so and i, I, I think say, it's i think I it's unfair to honestly to blame okay but i don't think it's fair to play tyson hill as a as a tight end i think it's uh you know a little ridiculous but how are you on own. board game night for real like i know we brought up monopoly before but like we're not touching on your board game question from when people
2: bring week. the board game out. You're like, hold on. I got to read the instructions uh, very closely for the next 20 minutes before we can start
3: well, this game um, of Candyland. I'll get you uh, children. I'm sorry. Nando. I don't have children and I haven't played a board game in like 25 years. So sorry. Nieces.
2: I see you just gregariously. Volunteering.
3: I, play, I play sorry with my niece years ago, but that was a fun game anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh,
2: Jake also uh, yeah. has Alvin Kamara as his number one running back this
3: week. Yeah, I, no problem there. Uh, I mean, listen, we're in a week where CMC and Travis Etienne, the top two fantasy running backs this year and probably the rest of the year going forward, are off the board. Never mind Jameer Gibbs, who, um, and, uh, you know, if he was healthy, David Montgomery, they're on a buy, And Javante Williams, who... Just got twenty-seven carries, so four really good starting running backs uh, on their bye this week, and Alvin Kamara just keeps getting it done in the air and on the ground every week. He's a PPR machine, and I don't know who I would have ranked ahead of him either as a, an RB one this upcoming week. John Robinson, week. probably. I, you know what? I have to. I'm not throwing in the towel. I still believe in Bijan Robinson, but it's getting to the point where it's a little frustrating, Nando, because. Every week you think, all right, this is going to be the week where he goes for 25 fantasy points and, and everything, but he's just just not getting it done. He's, he's, you know, 12 points, 14 points. Uh, so it's been a rough little stretch here for Bijan Robinson, and uh, hopefully his season picks up and he starts getting higher snap percentage and everything. The snaps aren't there. I think, believe he played 70% of the snaps this past week. He just needs to touch the ball way more than he does. So, but Alvin Kamara, yeah, I got no problem with that. I'd have Kamara. Um, I still think Saquon Barkley should be a top three ranked running back after what we just saw him getting thirty six carries this past week. Now he goes to Vegas in, in a game where if he starts contributing in the passing game, um, you know he should be he should be a nice twenty point a week floor for Saquon going forward. Um, you wanted to talk about Tony
2: Pollard? Well, you demanded we talk about Tony Pollard. Demanded. Um, Yeah.
3: So, but here's the thing.
2: Casey Joyner wrote a really good article about, you know, what to do with Tony Pollard the rest of the way and, you know, how these carries. But Michael Gelkin of Dallas Morning News, I was listening to him Sunday morning when I was driving around on the man's, on Jeff Mann's show. And he said he ran these numbers a few weeks ago. um, And it was like Tony Pollard's highest speed this season. And every other season, his highest speed was above like 19.7, like double the amount of times it's been this season. And, like, there's just evidence and more evidence and more evidence just piling up that, like, maybe Tony Pollard, I think his his old running backs coach, who's the coach with the Bucks now, uh, said something like, you know, this guy, he's like a sports car. You know what I mean? Like, he's good in, like, short bursts, but Uh he's not, like, a reliable truck where, you know, like, he he referenced, like, getting gassed after, like, the 63-yard run, taking himself out of the game and, you know, not getting any more touches the rest of the game. Um So I assume that that you're coming in this direction, like Tony Pollard can't handle this, this workman's. No, I'm
3: actually not Nando. Uh, You know, the whole world, the whole fantasy world is, is running from Tony Pollard. And, and, uh, you know, I get it. I understand. Um, I, I still think that a lot of it, he gets game scripted out of these games. Does he, you know, does he pass the eye test so far? No, not really. Um, he had a nice stretch of games where 16 points, 18 points. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. He just runs into these situations every week where it's it's either a blowout one way or the other. Um he got sixteen carries, I believe, this past week. Uh no, twelve. Twelve carries for fifty-three yards. Not great, not terrible. He's just not you know, he's not producing how we drafted him on the board. He was a, you know, a mid second round draft pick and people yeah. are going crazy for him because they expected, you know, 20 carries for 130 yards and two touchdowns with five catches like, and that just hasn't happened. And maybe that off season, maybe the surgery, the tightrope surgery has affected him. Maybe, maybe he's not back to the running back that we saw last year. Maybe he's not equipped to be, you know, that lead, lead back where he's getting the 20 carries a game. Maybe, you know, he just shines because he was coming in for Zeke Elliott these last couple of years. And we would see when he would come in for a couple, you know, a series and he would have that crazy burst. We'd be like, oh, my God, we want to see more of it. Give him a full workload. And some of these backs just aren't built to be the workhorse, you know, bell cow lead back like that. So maybe he's not that, but we've seen enough of Tony Powell that he's talented enough that he could still be, you know, a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 the rest of the season. My point is this with, with Tony Powell. The next – his schedule's been a little weird so far. And then, you know, you look up and he's got Philadelphia this past, this upcoming week. And maybe this isn't, like, the game to, like, put your chips all in on him, Right. But after that, the schedule really opens up for Dallas. They get the Giants, the Panthers, Washington, who we just said, you know, they just gave away their, you know, their defensive line
1: and yeah. Seattle.
3: So that's the next four weeks. OK, so November looks promising to me for Tony Pollard. I think he's just going to be a second half of the season type running back. And for all these people that are trading away Tony Pollard on the low right now, I think they're really going to regret it. And when you look up for the playoff weeks that he has, his playoff schedule plays the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the Detroit Lions. Three games right there that you want the starting running back of the Dallas Cowboys. That's three games where the totals are going to be over 52 in Vegas, maybe even 55, okay? Three games that could be complete shootouts. And he doesn't need to run for 120 yards every game and get – 20 carries on the ground. These are types of games and a schedule for the second half. He could catch the four or five balls every week and get it run th- done through the air. We just saw the offense what they did this past week versus the Rams. Dallas's offense is a you know a top ten offense, and I'm not throwing in the towel yet on Tony Pollard. I still think that on the cheap, you know, he's a guy that you should be trying to trade for instead of trying to trade off.
2: Would you trade away Nakwa for him? Say you had a need. I, you were going running back shopping. Is that is that like?
3: I would never trade a, a running back like a Tony Pollard for a receiver in this year's fantasy landscape. Absolutely right. not. But what if you were on the other side of that? I'm saying if, you have Puka. Give me, give me Tony Pollard. Yeah, I would trade you my Puka Nakua for Tony Pollard. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you Tony Pollard's going for – these are. this is just the Yahoo trade market, but it's really the only place that tells you uh, what's happening. There's Mike Evans. Pollard's been traded for Evans in the last day. He's been traded for mm. Pittman Jr. and Rashad White. He's been traded for DeAndre Hopkins and Aaron Jones. Let's stop there. That's an interesting one. Is DeAndre Hopkins resurgence now that Will uh, Levis is the quarterback? And Nanda, yeah. B, let's talk about Aaron Jones after that, because I want to talk about the Packers and what a mess they are.
3: Yeah, non, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Nando, if I told you I, I had DeAndre Hopkins, I own one share of DeAndre Hopkins in a big league, and I've rolled with him for seven weeks straight and have gotten pretty much nothing much disappointed week after week. So what happened You thought You were drafting
2: DeAndre Swift, right?
3: Yes. And I benched him this past week and got 34 points dropped on me. So that's just my personal little horror story from uh, week eight. But DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, listen, Levis has got a big arm. Still, again, we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. If um, Tennessee is smart, they'll stick with the kid. They'll stick with Levis going forward here. And, you know, again, a young quarterback's going to lock in on his top target. And DeAndre Hopkins, I'd have higher hopes for. Uh, you know, I'd probably look at DeAndre Hopkins as a low end wide receiver too, if Levis had the starting job week in and week out going forward. So um, I, I have higher hopes for DeAndre Hopkins now that I did it with Tannehill behind center. Aaron Jones and this Packer offense, Nando, it's a complete train wreck. It's one of these offenses where on paper you look and you're like, oh, this team's got Christian Watson. They got Aaron Jones. They got a couple other good pieces and Dobbs and Jaden Reed and a nice young rookie tight end. They all cancel each other out. And every week the box score is just like three catches for each of them. Aaron Jones is a shell of himself. I don't know if it's because of the hamstring injury that he's not over, but he's killing well, fantasy he owners. Playing. Dylan wasn't great when Jones was out.
2: Dylan was it was a
3: bust. Well, Dylan hasn't been out. good. Dylan hasn't been good in two years, but you know, and Dylan didn't look good again. You know, for the month of September, so people were dropping AJ Dylan. AJ Dylan was a drop, and then all of a sudden, these last two or three weeks, while Aaron Jones was banged up, Dylan didn't look great, but he's looked a lot better than he has any time in the last year and a half. And he's given 10 to 15 fantasy points. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. Now Uh, he's outproducing Aaron Jones and it's looking like it's more of a 50, 50 timeshare between Jones and Dylan, which is what drafters signed up for going into last year on draft boards, thinking that it'd be a 50, 50 split with both of them being able to produce. And now it's like, You know, they're both low-end RB2s, if that. So this Packer offense is one to avoid. Jordan Love is sinking it uh, on a weekly basis. It's just another offense that you just hope that you don't have shares of and you hope to avoid. And if you get any trade offers for any Packers, hit delete because this team and offense is going nowhere. And uh, just another one of these bottom six fantasy offenses that you want no part of. I don't think delete
2: is an option uh you re- reject reject
3: you could counter
2: reject yes uh, nice. we reached the end of the chris cockerell nice list of demands yeah we're
3: at week 9 game preview <laughs> I, think we hit it. I think we hit some some good ones Oh, very nice already right why isn't the time up on the uh the show i don't see it it's uh, been 39 minutes and 51 interminable seconds for- yeah but usually i know where we stand and you don't have the timer uh usually uh which is weird I don't know. You could,
2: I'm going to assume it's something on your end. Uh, oh, all right. Hey. <laughs> I see it just fine.
3: Maybe, Maybe your it views is.
2: messed up. Yeah. Did you mess up your views here? Nando, speaking, uh, about speaking of.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Wow. Go back. Yeah. that's. This is, that was. Stop playing with the thing. Make me so, anyway, uh, Nando, another backfield that I uh, tried to make a sneaky little add on last week going into. Uh, week eight was that Tampa Bay backfield. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rashad white was a a running back. I was fading all draft season. And, um, I haven't been impressed with what I've seen for the first seven weeks. And then last Thursday night happened and I'm like, all right, you know, he actually looked pretty good, but my sneaky little ad last week was chase Edmonds coming off of the waiver wire. uh, I like that call a lot. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's the thing. My thinking with this was, and he was only a couple bucks, and again, in this year's running back landscape, you're either going to have to wait for somebody to pop out of nowhere and then drop a crazy amount of fantasy bucks, or you're going to have to keep sprinkling a couple bucks on the second and third string running backs, and maybe an injury happens or unproductive play happens, and these guys get elevated. Another guy this week um, like that, is Michael Carter for the Jets. You know, these That's are guys that they're not going to go, they're not going to go for big money at all, but you kind of have to read the tea leaves a little bit. You know, Brees Hall uh, going forward is a top six RB one in, in my opinion. So it's not as if I'm saying, oh, Michael Carter's going to come in and, and take the job over, but I'm saying, you know, Dalvin cook is dust. His snap percentage went, I, I believe he got uh, eight snaps last week and he looked like Michael Carter has now elevated past Alvin Cook to be the RB2 and if he plays that role and Dalvin Cook is just you know relegated to third string Michael Carter could be a useful piece for you and he's only one hit away from being the starter and we've seen what Michael Carter has done for in in the past couple years we know he's talented enough where he could come in and be a nice PPR back and get you 15 fantasy points a week if Brees Hall had to miss some time with a hamstring or anything like that. So he'd be this week's little speculative ad that you drop a couple bucks on and stash on your bench and let the season keep playing out. But last week, like I said, I thought Rashad White was a running back just holding on for dear life to his job. I didn't think Keyshawn Vaughn showed me anything that would um, prevent uh, a guy like Chase Edmonds coming back and maybe taking over his role. And what happened? The game starts. Uh, Rashad White gets the first two series. Keyshawn Vaughn came in and played one third down snap. And then Chase Edmonds got the third uh, the third drive all to himself, and he did it again in the second half. So I think Chase Edmonds, who people most likely forgot because he got hurt in the first quarter of the first game, but Tampa Bay went out and got, went after him. And in that first game, they gave him – snaps right away in that first quarter. So uh, I was trying to think ahead. I'm not dropping Chase Edmonds. He came in, he caught two balls for 16 yards. He got a, three carries uh, in that game versus Buffalo. But I think maybe going forward, we could see Chase Edmonds cut into Rashad White's um, you know uh, production here. Rashad White still isn't getting it done on the ground. He caught seven balls for 70 yards, and, and he had his best game of the season pretty much. But who knows? Chase Edmonds, put him on your bench. And uh, if Rashad White struggles for another week or two, maybe they start saying, hey, listen, maybe they go to a 50-50 time split and Chase Edmonds becomes one of these uh, type of running backs that you can maybe flex on uh, a particular week or stick in an RB2 on certain weeks. Because, listen, the, the RB ran- landscape, like I said, it's dying out. And when you look at your RB2s uh, on some of these teams, it's you're in dire straits already. If I would have brought up Chase Edmonds,
2: you would have made such a thing out of it that I would have had to make you another coffee mug for Christmas. <laughs> but now you're sitting here talking about Chase Edmonds. It's amazing. Yeah, you got it. Well, it's amazing indeed. how much
3: you've matured. Thank you. Thank you, Nando. Yeah, yeah you and know. I knew you would appreciate that one. What about Sean know? Tucker? Listen, Sean Tucker, I think I had all the Sean Tucker shares coming into Everybody the loves in the,
2: Sean. I, I had a Sean Tucker. I, yeah, today. well,
3: you're a Syracuse guy, Nando. So, you know, you know about Sean Tucker. Um listen he's he's done well, what can i say he's been inactive for a while now i don't know what the case was but he was one of those guys that i love putting on my team in the in the last you know 18th to 20th rounds of my drafts this summer and again hoping that it was a fade of Rashad White more than anything because i was fading Rashad White so you know, he's become now uh inactive, like I said, and Chase Edmonds is healthy and back, and Keyshawn Vaughn keeps getting a couple snaps here and there. So he's fourth string. We'll see if uh, there's an injury that occurs that maybe makes him active. But I, I can't recommend putting Sean Tucker on uh on your roster right now. He uh I dropped all my shares of him as well.
2: Um are you concerned at all that this early morning Sunday game is gonna screw the the offenses a little bit?
3: Okay, two of so, the best
2: offenses in the game. Well, I mean, the best, yeah. I, mean, in the game I, I in Kansas City.
3: yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when I realized that this particular game was going to be in Germany, uh, and which sucks because if you, I, I'd rather this game not get screwed with in any way, uh, you know, any way or form, yeah, but it here it is. And you don't ever know, you never know what's going to happen, but what I did like 51. to hear is
2: the line still over under still 51, at least.
3: Yeah. I would bet the under just based on you never, you know, these games that go overseas is just never plays out. Right. It's, they're always slow starts, but what I did like to hear was that McDaniel was taking the dolphins out early in the week. Um, I, I believe yesterday they left and got there. He wanted to get there early on Tuesday. I like when these teams get there on you know, Monday or Tuesday, and they get acclimated. I don't know what Kansas City's plan was. I didn't hear anything. I have to look into that. If Kansas City was leaving later on, I'll be betting Miami in this game as a two and a half point underdog. I'll be money lining them. Didn't like what I saw out of Kansas City at all this past week. Uh, you made it sound um, like you're snorting them. Did Oh, yeah. Never mind.
2: What? Just the way you say you're money lining them.
3: Money lining, I don't think it's a verb like that. Know. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you're saying. But anyway, um, I'll be money lining Miami. I don't know how that doesn't make sense to you, but uh, it makes Kansas sense to me, City, just the way you said it. Both teams are going on, but I could see Kansas City laying an egg here. I still don't like this Kansas City offense. Uh, you know, it, it finally came to a head this past week. If you remember two weeks ago on a Thursday night, or they laid an egg versus Denver, even though they won. Their offense looked like crap. Okay. And then this past week they go to Denver and the offense just completely tanks and looks terrible. So we'll see what happens here in Germany, but I still don't think, I still think Kansas city is overrated. I still don't think they're the team that everybody thinks they are. Uh, you know, you could throw in the Mahomes had the flu excuse and everything, but some, somebody needs to step up offensively on this team besides Kelsey, it's still not happening. And, um, I could see Miami just blowing them off the field if Kansas City sleepwalking uh, early Sunday morning. I was looking at the Titans Steelers game
2: and I'm like, you know, if, I, but it's just like if if Will Levis can have like another game, you know, he's exciting. They take shots. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's plus two and a half. I tried to I tease it all the way up to nine point minus nine and a half for the Titans because the Steelers. I mean, like if Kenny Pickett's going to play, like it never yeah, that works out. Be-
3: that would be plus nine and a half, just so you know.
2: No, right. I'm going Titans minus nine and a half, I'm saying. Right why now, would... it's plus two and a half Titans. I think the Titans can win by 10.
3: It's still oh, only... Oh, you're taking like an alternate line, you're saying? Yeah, an
2: alternate line. I love these alternate lines, but it's still not like oh 371. God, so which so I don't, so why is that teasing?
3: Bet. Why are you calling not it a teasing. tease then? I'm
2: using the wrong word. I'm sorry.
3: God almighty. I'm
2: alternate lining. I'm alternate you're lining, not- man.
3: I hate when fantasy analysts pretend like they're gamblers. Nine and a half. There's nothing that bothers me more in this industry than that. So don't become like you. that, Nando. Like you? Yeah. I'm anyway, um, th- that game is going to be ugly. And we're in store for some ugly Thursday night games, I believe. And and next week, by the way, the Bears are on Thursday night football again. They just, just played the on Thursday it's night. It's
1: the most they just exciting played quarterback on Thursday night.
3: Why is Thursday night? Why are these teams playing multiple Thursday night games? Games Since when? I thought every team had to play one Thursday night game, but the Bears, uh, who just played Washington a couple weeks back on a Thursday night, they played Carolina next Thursday. So I don't get the scheduling. I saw another team that already played a Thursday night game a couple weeks ago is is on tap for uh, a late November Thursday night game as well. So I don't get what the deal is all of a sudden here. But uh, this game is going to be pretty ugly. Um it seems as if on the Pittsburgh side, Kenny Pickett is going to gut it out. Nando, I got this situation. I was going to under over of 38.5. Yeah, under. I'll take the under. Um, but I have a situation. I'll throw you, Nando. Uh, yeah, I have two big leagues that, you know, I have Trevor Lawrence in, and he's on a, on his bye week. And uh, Kenny Pickett's been my backup. And I've been, you know, I, I, I lined it up where Kenny Pickett would be ready to go for this bye week replacement uh, because he's facing the Titans. And I want that matchup, you know, pick it at home versus that Titans secondary. I figure, all right, it'd be a good bi-week replacement. But now he's hurt and he goes into this game as, I mean, we'll find out more by the time the game starts, but we're a day away and he's got these rib injury, this rib injury that he got. Would you drop him to the wire for any of the quarterbacks that we talked about? A Taylor Heineke, a uh you know, um PJ Walker. Yeah, maybe would Walker. you Hmm? Yeah, maybe would you, I wouldn't mess with Pickett this week.
2: You don't care, you don't care about my answer. You know, I think you just
3: you just I'm just you want to of, ask me
2: so then you can follow up instead of just asking yourself.
3: No, I'm asking you. What would you do? You I care. mean if you, you know you don't care. If your answer is yeah, maybe, then then I won't ask you questions. I mean, if you gave a thoughtful answer, then I would. Here's my thoughtful answer is that it's a short week. Kenny Pickett's
2: not in the best of shape. There's a lot of maybes floating around. And I don't think it's that big of a difference between him and a Heineke. And I think like even like a Zach Wilson who, you know, the Jets are letting him air it out a little more. Uh, he still always has Garrett Wilson. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's Kenny Pickett-esque. Although Zach Wilson, I feel like is, is weird. You might be the only one fantasy. in the
3: industry that's going to recommend Zach Wilson. Although he does get the If Chargers, you put him up against Kenny has- Pickett.
2: Uh, an injured Kenny Pickett on a Thursday night.
3: Yeah, listen, Thursday nights I always like to avoid. Uh, it's just, it's more so the injury than uh, than anything. But this at is home, what was- this is what fantasy managers are, are looking at this week, Nando. It's it's straight down the board. If you're not lucky enough to have one of these top eight quarterbacks, or even maybe uh, the gift uh, that is Sam Howell, who I absolutely love, this man. Uh, dropping 42 fantasy points this past week versus the Eagles. Have him on a couple of uh, big teams where I waited on quarterback and and Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones were my starters. Well, they were, and I replaced them with Sam Howell. These guys, um, you know, a guy like Sam Howell is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I don't love the matchup versus New England on the road, but Sam Howell is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. It's just all these guys after him is what are you going to do? You know, do you trust your boy Geno Smith on the road in Baltimore? Doesn't
2: matter. They got Leonard Williams. Doesn't matter. Geno Smith could you know throw for a hundred yards a game now, man. That's one touchdown, and wow, they're going to win seven
3: nothing every week. Oh, oh, you're so you're saying that Seattle's now a great defensive team? Is that what you're amazing?
2: Gonna... Yeah, with that glue in the middle, with big Leonard Williams in the middle.
3: Do you yeah. trust Daniel Jones coming back off the neck injury and and playing in Vegas? I don't think so. Can't do that. I mean, that was amazing, by the way. The Giants offense with not one of their receivers registering a yard. Slayton caught one ball for zero yards. Other than that, Wondell Robinson, Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen Hyatt, not one catch. Imagine going through an NFL game and all of your wide receivers do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Darren Waller caught one ball for four yards in the first quarter, got hurt, and was the leading receiver. It's, it's crazy. It's one of the most unbelievable stats that I think I've ever witnessed. But that game was so bad, Nando, that it actually had the bar this past Sunday, like, actually into it and really exciting and making a lot of noise. You know, you ever you ever just be in a bar watching a game and the game's so bad that it becomes exciting?
2: No, I, I that, don't even understand. It sounds yeah. like just a bunch of losers in a bar pretending, cosplaying, <laughs> cosplaying well,
3: excitement. Well, that's what happened. Graham Gano misses the the field goal and everybody's just going crazy. And Zach Wilson completes two balls down the field, and everybody was going crazy. And it was well, one yeah, of the worst games finish. ever. Yeah, it was an exciting finish, but people were going crazy in the fourth quarter just with how bad the game was. But oh man, imagine like two, a bar two in New terrible. York
2: where New York fans had an exciting finish. Had to excited.
3: Imagine well, they had to suffer through a terrible game, Nando. They were and drinking. I had to, yeah, I have high hopes for Garrett Wilson still. This is one of those, you know, this Jets offense is just one of those offenses where it's it's just Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. You could forget about owning anybody else in this offense, but you can expect these two main guys to be a wide receiver one most weeks and or RB one most weeks. So it's one of those offenses that suck, but they're giving you two major pieces out of it. You know, and maybe yeah. the, the Vegas Raiders become that with like a Josh Jacobs and a Devontae Adams. Maybe the team sucks so bad, but yet the offense is just 85% these two guys going forward that they're both a wide receiver one and an RB one. You know, sometimes it's happened before. It has, it has happened.
2: Dallas but, Cowboys, 1995.
3: Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Antonio yeah. Pierce was on that defense.
3: Oh, man, I'll never forget that. Antonio <laughs> Pierce in the 80s. Unbelievable. I,
2: you know, to me, he was just like one of those Giants, 80s-style Parcells defenders.
3: Yeah. Right here. Well, all right,
2: let's go. We're done.
3: All right, Nando.
2: I mean, unless you want to keep talking about stuff. Go ahead.
3: No. Nah, how's your bake sale going? Before we get out of here, how's the, how's the numbers going? Because a lot of people asked in my uh, article. Uh, this yes, past well, week, they said that they were. No, they said they were listening and they were interested in the bake sale, and they and I said, "All right, I'll give an update live on the show this upcoming week." And uh... you're gonna beat that dead horse, man. You know, there's still two weeks to buy.
2: I'll let you know in two weeks. I made a poster.
3: The numbers are down, huh? And no, they're up. You better, Actually, you better today every child's going on.
2: home. Every kid's going home with a postcard that I designed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which they've never Marketing done before. Marketing
2: 101. Yeah. Marketing 101. You know, I, I, oh, man, you better start working the phones. I'll tell you that much. No, nah, all you need is all you got to do is you send it home in that folder to the kids. The parents read everything in that folder and they go, oh, what's this? So, in case they miss the emails, they got a postcard oh, now. Wait. And it's got a QR code on it. So, all you do wow. is hold your phone up and it takes you right to the website for the podcast. Wow.
3: Segment. You put a QR code. Wow. I tell charity. You. Charity. You are impressive
2: and uh every postcard has my latest teaser pick for this week which is when you move a line one way or another you tease the line up or down (laughs) oh man maybe you should learn about
3: betting yeah maybe yeah okay okay (laughs) all right let's go the titans minus nine and a half well what world oh i teased them it's called yeah,
2: an alternate yeah, I line. The line this way. You what's your line. verb for that?
3: Alternate yeah. lining doesn't make sense. That's alternate teasing. line. You get better. Off- no, it isn't. A tease is like a two. You know what? I'll I'll explain off air because I know exactly what a teaser is. It's when you have I don't two think teams you do. and you
2: take the combined spread with the two of them and you can spread the points out however you'd like. Absolutely I understand not. what that means.
3: Wrong again. As that's usual. right. That's right.
2: No. All right. So let's say it's the Giants plus three and a half and the Saints plus five and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. You explain a how two you game would tease teaser would take the Saints to eleven and a half. Yeah. And the Giants to nine and a half. Yes, that's what it would do. You that's don't get to saying. mix and match the points however you want it. That's what you, you just do. said. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Nando, don't don't try starting to gamble and, and, and at the age of forty, whatever you are. Now it's too <laughs> late, buddy. Listen, All we right. were told uh, everybody in this industry is just trying to get into the gambling market and talk as if they've been gambling for all their lives and they have no clue what they're talking about. And I laugh every time I hear it on the radio nowadays. Me too. Me too. Yeah.
2: But I am right that the Titans could be minus 9.5, whichever verb you want to put on that. Line humping. You want to start it right now? We call it line humping. I'm going to line Line. hump that. Line. Minus nine
3: (laughs) and a half. You're going to create your own little thing, line humping.
2: Yeah. You like that? Let's make it happen.
3: Hey, I line hump the Titans on Thursday, and I won. All right, let's go, man. Come on. Let's go. Say goodbye. Have a successful week nine, everybody, and uh, get some wins and some points. These are going to be two challenging weeks coming up with eight very good teams on a bye. So good luck. Mm-hmm.